Hello and welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast with me, Ryan Hartley, and I hope that this time spent with us is some positive time in your day. A little bit of investment in you, your mindset, and hopefully you'll hear something in the next half an hour with me and my my guest that will help you be better than you were yesterday. That's my simple mission, is to bring some insight and some inspiration to brighten up your day and to help you move forward. My guest today is Ollie Sheehan. Ollie and I have been connected for some time. We have a wonderful, wonderful conversation, and I hope that there's something within this message that really stands out and resonates for you, and that if you just implement that in your life, it's going to help you in some small way. Hope you enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. Much love. Yo, and welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday uh, interview sessions, the podcast. Here I have um, my good friend that we've been connected for so, so, so long. We were just saying before we came on that we, it's, we've been long overdue this conversation. So welcome my good friend, the mind coach, Ollie Sheehan. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Um, like you said, absolutely so long overdue, and I'm just grateful that you've invited me on here today, and I'm hopefully going to be able to share some valuable things to your audience. Amazing. I have absolutely no doubt. So where should we start? Where shall we start? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to introduce a little bit what I do. So I'm a coach for entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. And what I do is I show them mindful techniques so they can master their mind and transform their levels of well-being, which is how they feel on the inside and performance, which is obviously the things that they want to achieve on the outside. Mm. Um, How I got into that, quite interesting. I used to work in banking and finance. Um, I was someone that was always driven by the money. Um, you know, I always wanted to be someone that's seen as respectful. And um, I know you talk about why, right? I know you're a big fan mm-hmm. of Simon Sinek, right? Yeah, yeah, so I was the example of what happens when you have a very lousy why. And um, I grew up in an environment that wasn't surrounded by money. So for me, that was a big insecurity of mine. So my why was like, let me try and make some money. Let me try and make things happen so that people will love me or accept me or think I'm mm-hmm. good enough. Yeah. And, um, because I had such a lousy wire, because I didn't really care about banking and finance and because the job was naturally quite high pressured, I actually uh-huh. found myself in a position where I'm struggling to get out of bed. I'm struggling to wake up in the morning. I'm having to watch these motivational videos on YouTube. You know, the ones that are like, you can do it, yeah, you yeah. can do it, just to get out of bed. And um, I developed anxiety, started bordering towards depression. And um, there was a moment where I was in the boardroom with one of the most senior execs within the bank. And, um, they're all talking around me and I can't hear anything because all I can hear is literally my heart just mm-hmm. beating outside my chest. I can just hear my pulse. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to just bolt outside of this room and, and run away. Um, luckily, I managed to keep my heart inside my chest, but um, I was distraught. I was, I was depressed. And I remember being in the toilet there and I was thinking, how the hell could I have worked so hard to achieve something and still feel so miserable? Not even feel miserable, unwell. I was literally falling apart. So um, I decided that moment there, I was like, screw this why of wanting to impress people to, to prove I'm good enough. Um, I'm just gonna do what I love. I'm gonna do what I always felt I was supposed to do and what I was put here to do, and that was to help people. But um, it was a big jump because I didn't have anything set up. I'd done some mindfulness stuff. I'd always been into personal development, but I was giving up a job. And um, I had a flat to pay for, all these things here, but um, the pain was so much, I was so miserable that I just felt like I had no choice. And um, I just had to burn that boat because it was, it was too painful to hold on to. So um, stepped into complete uncertainty, went all in, 
started investing the very little money that I had in coaches and trainings, mindfulness, CBT, I looked at some courses there, NLP, all these kind of things here. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I started working. Luckily, I came into contact with a mentor and um, he taught me everything that he knew. I ended up starting working with clients one-on-one -on -one and then started sharing my message on Instagram. And uh, yeah, things just grew from there and there to, to where I am now. That's really impressive. And I love that. Um, I love the language you use when you talk about it as well. Um, yeah. you, 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 you can tell that we, you and I are very closely aligned yeah. talking about purpose and loving yeah. what you do. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be people listening to this that are in that rat race that you were describing mm. that haven't quite grasped that there is a, another way. And I guess take me back to those moments then from, from that, I guess, would you call it an, an awakening, but, mm. but, but what encouraged you to start um, seeking change. Yeah. So I think it's, I think there's two agents for change. It's either desperation or inspiration. So we can be inspired and we move towards something, you know, and it, that's the fun way to change. And, um, that's the way that, you know, if we could choose, we'd always want to be inspired. But the reality is sometimes we hold on to things a little bit longer than we should. Sometimes we care about people's opinions more than we should. And it isn't until life kind of pushes you and forces you in just suddenly you've got to move. And this is why sometimes when I work with people and they say, you know, I'm uncomfortable, you know, I don't feel happy, these kind of things. And I say, well, it's great because, you know, it's a perfect opportunity, it's a perfect fuel for, for us to move. So when people are, you know, kind of feeling uncomfortable, they're kind of stuck between two worlds because they're not happy where they are, but the idea of taking a step and move something, moving things forward, like that's scary as well. Yeah. So what you find with most people is eventually it becomes too painful. Like myself, it became too painful to carry on what I was doing. And then it just, it became so painful that I had to change. The fear was way smaller than the pain I was experiencing in the moment. But um, I think, and one of the words that you use a lot is faith. You know, when we can have faith, I think faith is when we choose to jump before it's become too painful. You know, so faith is like, okay, I know there's something better for me. I'm going to make that jump before this gets awful. And most people wait till where they are right now so awful that they, that they have no choice. There's no real faith there. They can't stay where they are. They have to move. But I think faith is when you recognize, you say, hey, I know where this is going. I know what's happening here. And I know that some part of me inside me, my heart knows that there's something more meant for me. So I'm going to jump. So yeah, it's those two things. It's either desperation or, or inspiration. And, um, you know, coaching, mindfulness, they're such great tools mm. to fulfill that way of helping mm. people. But what helped you? What, you know, what, what are some of the real key things that have um, just moved you along in, in, in the direction that you've headed? Yeah, I say a few things. So I think focusing more on the internal than the external. I'm a massive believer yeah. that where we are in life is because of the thoughts, emotions, and beliefs that we have about ourselves and the way the world works. So, you know, I would say you are your biggest asset. You know, your mind is your biggest asset. So I think previously when I was working towards a bank, I wanted to be accepted. I was trying to solve these, these internal problems by the external. You know, I was trying to solve my feeling of not being good enough, of uh, not coming from money and not feeling like I was loved. I was like, right, well, let me go work at a bank to try and solve that. And it didn't work. It made things worse. Mm -hmm. So I think you realize that, you know, we're, luckily we live in a world where most of us have a roof over our head. We have the food there on the table. We have the basic needs satisfied. So what I really like to help my clients focus on first is really appreciate where you are and what you have already really working with what you have. A lot of people want to work with things when they're at a different stage, but it's really focusing on the thoughts and emotions that you're experiencing right now. Um, another thing is coaches and mentors. Um, I was always someone that thought, you know, 
I can do it by myself. I can Google the answer. Um, you know, I can do it. I don't need help. And I didn't invest in a mentor or a coach for a long time. And I wish I did. I wish I did because, you know, having someone there that's already where you want to go, you know, all they've got to do is just say, well, if, if someone's there already, all they have to do is describe the route to you because they're already in the room of where you want to be. Um, but you know, we don't know what that room looks like from the outside. So I really think investing in coaches and mentors, people who have been there before. And again, that's faith. And this is one of the biggest things I've realized between um, people who are sometimes financially successful or not, is you have to give first before you receive. Mm. And that's investing in a coach. And again, you've got to have faith. You've got to have faith that, right, the money I'm putting into this, especially within coaching, because it's not always, boom, you pay the money, you get it back the next day. You know, yeah. it's on you. It's on you to make the changes and, and, uh, and reach your goals. So I think, again, coaches focusing on the internal, are definitely two mm. things I'll start with. I love that. The, uh, you talk about the anxiety you know, mm. and, and um, I've seen loads of your content. I know that you, um, you, you, you practice, uh, yeah. I was going to say preach, but it's not preach, it's mm. practice. Mm. A, a lot of mindfulness and you've mm. got guided meditations. Mm. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so anxiety is an interesting one because um, I was anxious my whole life. It kind of come from my family. My mum was anxious, my uncle was anxious, my grandma was anxious but I don't think they really realized they were anxious. And I didn't realize I was anxious until it got really bad. And um, so I'd kind of had this anxiety that was with me throughout my whole life, my whole childhood. And it wasn't until it got better that I actually realized like, hold on, like, is, this, isn't, this isn't what everyone's experiencing. Because the thing about mental health and these kind of things is you have no one to compare it with. It's not like I can open my, flip my lid and you, know, you flip yours and we have a look at each other's. We don't have anyone else's experience to compare it with. So we don't know sometimes how bad it is or how good it is um, until it improves. So, I mean, for anxiety, it's an interesting one and it's, it can be caused by loads of different people. And I'm not a therapist, so it's not something I treat directly. But yep. the sort of personal advice I'd give to someone is, I think there's a few areas. So I think it's, one of the areas I look at is beliefs. I think the beliefs that we have about ourselves, and I call them seeds because, um, at some point in our life, we've had ideas about who we are and how the world is planted in our mind. And um, depending on the environments that we go through, you know, as, as a kid, as an adult, you know, we all experience difficulties. We've all had nasty things said to us, sometimes by the ones closest to us. Um, and what happens is when we hear it so much, actually it begins to become a part of our identity and our thought process. And so what happens if you've had the idea planted in your mind by yourself or someone else that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy, what actually happens is you're going into all these different environments and the thoughts and emotions are going to reflect that. You're going to be feeling like, oh, they're going to criticize me or they're going to say this about me. And so we're kind of projecting all these different fears that we think is going to happen to us based on what we've experienced before. So I think looking at the belief system is probably the deepest level to it, but also um, awareness, awareness of when does my anxiety kick in? When do I experience that? Um, when does it get worse? The more awareness we can create around what the triggers are, um, when we feel most uncomfortable, we begin to get to know it. Um, another thing is that kind of really helped me is not seeing anxiety as negative. Mm -hmm. You know, the body here is to protect us. It's a reason that it's there. And the way that I kind of look at it is any other emotion that we see as negative is they're like messages. They're messages to your body, just in the same way when you're driving your car, you have a message come up to let you know something's wrong or something needs your attention. You know, and sometimes Ollie go, well, Ollie, how can I get rid of this anxiety? How can I get rid of this negativity? And that's a bit like saying, Ollie, going to the garage and saying, hey, can you just turn these warning lights off and let me carry on driving? 
You know what I mean? So I look at negative emotions and anxieties as an invitation uh, to pay attention to different things that are happening to us, not just externally, but internally. Yeah, I love that. You, um, you recently uh, shared something in your social media about um, how you use it, how you're intentionally using either mm. Instagram, LinkedIn to mm. either share parts of your day, your thoughts, your emotions. And, mm. and um, uh, where, do you, where do you see the world with um, mindfulness, mindset and the use of social media? Yeah, it's interesting for me personally, like, uh, and for yourself as well, we've been able to use it and it's benefited us and it's helped us grow so much. It's helped us influence. Exactly. Exactly. Here we are right now because of social media. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. And I think a lot of trends appear on social media first and they're maybe not happening as much in real life. So if I was to put my psychic hat on, I would say that it's quite popular now. um, Mindset, these kind of mindfulness, these kind of things online but I can see sort of more of a shift happening externally, like a lifestyle shift. And we've kind of seen this with um, fitness. We've seen how, you know, 30 years ago, people didn't really go to the gym unless there was a problem. But now everyone's in the gym. It's become something really proactive rather than reactive. Mm -hmm. And um, I can see the same happening offline now um, because, you know, it's fantastic online. It really is fantastic online, but I would love to see, these things become part of our average lifestyle. You know, someone goes to the gym every night, well, why wouldn't we go to an environment where, you know, we can work on our confidence or we can work on our mental resilience, you know? So, um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's been a great help for me. But um, I've also been caught in the trap of, you know, using it very unintentionally, unintentionally. Um, I'm not sure which one of those it is. But, um, yeah, I scroll mindlessly. Um, you know, you're constantly feeding your mind. You're giving yourself that dopamine fix. And uh, yeah, I think the word that you use when you first introduce a question is perfect, it's intentional, it's knowing what you're on there for, because so many times we have no idea why we're on there. And sometimes it can even be just to distract ourselves from, from our real life that we're experiencing out here. Yeah, I mean, my, my wife will quite openly say that I can't make a cup of tea without pulling out my phone and just, yeah. just having a look, you know. Yeah. And I say yeah. to her, no, I'm, to, I'm just connecting with some awesome human beings, yeah. you know. <laughs> There's only so many yeah. times that that excuse will, will wash. True. but yeah. Um, yeah, so let's imagine a few years in, in the future then when uh, people are coming to Ollie Sheehan offline, uh, mm. or they are now, but so mm. that for the benefit of this uh, vision, mm. they're coming to you because this is what we do. You know, what, what, e- what experience are they getting when they come to see you? So, I mean, if I, I've kind of got a vision of how I see, like, the same way we have a gym, we kind of have like a mind gym, we have an environment mm. where people go. So, the thing that I think is so important is community. And, you know, I've seen the community that you've created on Facebook. It's like one person can only do one thing. And I think the greatest ability of a leader is to bring people together. So community is, community is one of those things that I think, and that's what you need to make it a lifestyle. You need a lot of people involved because if one person is involved, eventually enough people do it, it becomes a trend. You feel, you feel almost bad for not doing it. So I think community, I think an environment. Um, I think what I would like to see is people creating more environments, more communities where, where this stuff is normal, where this stuff is just a regular thing, you know, working on your mind, working on yourself and your mindset is just like going to the gym. Yeah, I love that. You've got uh, a newly launched podcast. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. I have. Yeah. So I think, I think voice, voice is a, a, a massive thing. I think, I think it's definitely great. I think Gary Vee talks about it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, mm-hmm voice, voice. I can really see that as well. 
Um, I think it's so important, you know, for people like us to find what platform suits us best, where we feel more comfortable, where we kind of feel we're in our zone of genius. Um, for me, I love making them. I love just kind of having these headphones on now, switching out. Sometimes I even close my eyes and I can just tune in and sort of say whatever's on my heart. So yeah, I think for creators, I think for people like ourselves and the work that we're doing, I think it's so important to find that platform that really speaks to you. For the mind coach to just use the word, speak what's on your heart. Talk mm. to me about the balance between yeah. heart and mind. Oh, you know what? This is such a good question. It's such a good question because they're both important. They're both important, but I think it's always the heart that has to lead. And that's a lesson that I've learned more recently. You know, I was the mind coach. And when I kind of identified and set that name as a mind coach, I was all about, you know, the tools and techniques for your mind. You know, if you train your mind, you can, you can do everything. But um, uh, it, it's not true. It's not true because the mind, the heart should lead the mind. You know, when your heart's closed and the mind's dead, you know, thoughts are repetitive, there's no compassion, there's no empathy, there's no real inspiration. There can be little bits. We all have our hearts open to a certain degree. But um, I think everything has to be led from the heart. I think the heart should, the head's still very useful. You know, the mind's incredibly powerful, but not when it's leading. When it's leading, you know, your intentions, you know, your whys are often going to be um, sort of led by fear. And this is it. The head's very fearful. The head's very fearful. It's very survival orientated, but the heart, the heart is, is love. The heart is love. And it's funny because these aren't the words that I would, would have used even a year mm. ago. Mm. But um, yeah, I think, I think leading with the heart is everything. And the heart, the heart knows the head thinks. Mm. Yeah, I am. Um, I recently listened to a book uh, called Perform Under Pressure by a guy called Dr. Kerry Evans. He he did yeah. a lot of the the All Blacks mindset. Yeah. And um, the way I the, the reflection I took from what he shared about this red blue model is that mm. the 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 heart the the red side of the um, the emotion mm. is all about what you want. You know what you want instinctively, mm. and then the the mind is about how to get it. Mm. and actually thinking about it in that order it's like because mm. the heart's 10 times stronger than the mind i like um, that let it lead the way but yeah it's um something i'm continually to to think about because you know in the same way i talk about lead with love serve with purpose yeah. and but i'm a mindset coach so how does that yeah. work and yeah yeah I, yeah I really like the way you answer that question yeah that's got me thinking actually that's fascinating yeah <laughs> it's good it's good so what have been some of the big things if you look back at your journey so far and go, yeah, those are the moments, like what would they be? I definitely think uh, that boardroom moment. Mm -hmm. I think that was definitely it. Um, yeah, it's, in, it's interesting actually. Like it's never, apart, there's been like a moment like that where it's big, but um, it's the small moments that have kind of really added up and, mm -hmm. and affected my life. Like having conversations with a client and it's really appreciating these small kind of things. And this kind of goes back to, you know, the small gains, you know, one of the biggest things that I've struggled with, and I think the average person does, especially people that I've worked with is, you know, we have this big goal, we have this vision, we have this big moment where all of our life's going to change, but rarely is that like that. Of course we have sometimes big moments that shift and change the rest of our life. But in between that, it's more the little things. It's, it's, it's about taking each experience, being as simple or complex and, and taking for what it is and appreciating it. And that's why I love the work you do, you know, uh, you know, improving each day. 
rather than focusing on some far, far goal in the distance or some magic moment that it's going to transform your life. It's these small individual uh, steps that we take daily that suddenly when you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe mm -hmm. I did that. And, and that's what I'd really encourage for people to do is, you know, just take that little step e each day because if you keep doing that, eventually you're going to look back and you'll be like, oh my gosh, like I never would have been able to do that 30, mm -hmm. even 30 days ago, you know? Mm -hmm. What does the phrase always better than yesterday kind of mean to you? Yeah, so I, I feel like I've almost touched on to that mm. already because, like I said, one of the biggest things I, I, I frustrated myself with and even to a point created a lot of unnecessary anxiety <laughs> in myself is that I was always trying to get to this magic moment. I was always trying to transform my life in a day. But change takes time. Mm. It really does take time. And that's what I love about it. It's the fact that, right, okay, let me just deal with today. Let me just look at yesterday and all I've got to do is make it better. Because if, if you're doing that, you know, we talk about exponential gains. You know, if you're making yesterday, if you're improving today on yesterday, just even by 1%, if you keep doing it, it's not like a, a straight line, it's exponential. So that's one of the things, it's actually a coaching philosophy that I bring to the clients that I work with now. It's like, don't focus on this big, massive goal at the end, just focus on each day. Because as soon as you start looking beyond tomorrow even even sometimes that's too far ahead i think you can get lost overwhelmed and you kind of not really appreciate what you have right here right now so yeah that's what i love about it yeah i love that love that how can people connect with you how can people see more of your content yeah so i'm on instagram my name's under underscore ollie sheehan there uh, on linkedin as well which i'm going to be uploading a lot more content on recently um mm -hmm. again ollie sheehan and then I have the Mind Master podcast, which is on Spotify. And that's literally Ollie Sheehan again, or Mind Master, whatever you find easier to type out. Yeah, love that. Who should connect with you? That's a great question. I think anyone that wants to improve how they feel, you know, anyone that wants to really learn some tools and techniques and some insights of how they can really begin to transform their mind and how they can allow that then to transform the external, you know, whether that's an achievement goal in a relationship, whether that's to make more money, whether that's anything you want to achieve. You know, if you really appreciate how important your mindset is, if you really appreciate how much sometimes we can hold ourselves back and you'd like to change that, then I'd love, to, I'd love for you to follow my content and I'd love to connect. Love that. I am really glad we finally managed to make this yeah, conversation yeah, happen. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's and um, just do me the honor and the privilege of leaving us with a final thought from your good self. Yeah. Guys, all I can say is that, um, you know, this is the first time that I'm speaking to Ryan. We've been connected for a long time, but this guy is so genuine. Uh, he mm. leads with his heart. I'm telling you this, but you guys listening right now, you already know that. So yeah, I just wanted to share some love and just say thank you for listening to me and thank you for having me on, Ryan. I really appreciate that. Amazing. What hero. Thank you so much for your yeah. time, my friend. No and uh, guys listening to this, please do make sure you, uh, you either share this or reach out and, and ask your questions of Ollie. Ask your questions. And I, he has an abundance of, of knowledge and wisdom that I'm sure he'll be able to share with you too, to, to move you forward. But uh, for now, thank you guys. Much love. Take care, guys. Thank you. There we have it, episode 68 with my good friend, Ollie Sheehan. I just love his vision for the future. This sense of going to a physical space where we are prioritizing our mindset and our mindfulness. Um, I, I can see that actually happening. I can see that happening. I can imagine going to spaces and places where we go and get that, that mental support that we need to top ourselves up and help us along our way, particularly in leadership. I talk a lot about 
helping um, leaders lead themselves. Um, and a lot of that is around mindfulness. So really, really valuable conversation. Really great to hear uh, some insights from Ollie. Um, I'd love to know what your main reflections and takeaways were. Let me know at ryanbhartley at gmail.com or tag me and Ollie in a, in a social media post. Let us know um, and please do share this interview with one person in your network that you think needs to hear this. Until next time, look after yourself. Much love.